Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello. Hello. Here we go. It's the Combine Podcast. What is happening, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Cop Podcast, and episode one of, I'm going to call it a new show, I'm going to call it a new show, it's episode one of pre-season press, and we're joined by Liverpool's correspondent for goal, it's Neil Jones, thanks again for, for jumping on, Neil, really appreciate it. No problem, starting off a new new series, yeah? <laughs> well, I just thought, with all this pre-season stuff that we've just been talking about before we started recording, I just thought, let's just start a new show, pre-season press, get you on yeah. the first one. You're the you're the big dog around here, so we'll get you on the first one, isn't it? So I'm the big dog around here in this like sort of square that in, yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> no, but Neil, honestly, really, really, really appreciate it. But uh, before we get stuck in, obviously, like I said, the preseason stuff and all the stuff that's been flying around on Twitter, all the pictures and all kinds of stuff that we've all been loving seeing. I just wanted to ask you a, a few questions about like contract stuff before we get into that. So, I mean, obviously, last Friday, I think it was, Harvey Elliott signed a new deal. Yeah. And then there was also some news that came out of that that looks like he's going to stick around this year rather than going back out on loan. So, I mean, yeah. I think that with this one, it's a bit, I think people, it's quite split. People wanted them to stay, half wanted them to stay, half wanted them maybe to go out on loan to a championship side or Premier League side or whatever. But where, where do you stand on this one? Are you happy sticking around this year? Um, well, first, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's hundred percent that he'll be sticking around this year. I think there's, there's a chance for him to, to, to show that he, he, you know, will be sticking around and, and should be sticking around. It's clear how highly he's rated. I mean, I think to be honest, I was, I was there the first game he played for Liverpool in pre-season. I think it was at Muddyfield against Napoli um, in Edinburgh, and he, he within about. 20 seconds of being on the pitch you you saw exactly how good a player he's going to be his first touch is just a bit special he, he plays with his head up he's got a picture of the game and it's a it's a really difficult balance and act Liverpool have got between obviously allowing that incredible talent which it is an incredible talent I mean he's in the same age group as Jude Bellingham and Liam Delap and loads of those Villa lads who, who won the Youth Cup and we're all very excited about seeing some of those players coming through Louis Barry and Chuck and Waker and all these players he's Probably Bellingham's top, and he's probably the second, you know, in in that in that list. So that's how good he is, and how good he can be. And the, the tough thing for Liverpool is how does how do they get him to that level as quickly as possible, but without obviously without taking the risks that you would take by, i.e., playing him in a 
playing into the Mo Salah in the Champions League semi-final or those kind of things. So it's a tough one. He had a good season last year at Blackburn, did really well. Numbers were good, but more importantly, the amount of minutes he played and the amount of games he played, and he played games back-to-back Saturday, Tuesday. I know he, he maybe tailed off a little bit towards the end of the season, but he played a lot of games. And that was really good for Liverpool. And I think what they want to see this pre-season is what have you learned? What have you got better at? You know, what what's your sort of what's your level now after a year away? And if it's good enough, I think he will get a chance at Liverpool. Uh, if it isn't, or if it's there's a bit of doubt about it, and maybe they think, you know what, another season, he's still only 18, you know, he's he's still so young. Send him out again, try and find the right club for him and hope he has another season like he had last year, at a probably at a higher level. Yeah, because I mean, like you just said, like I think it was eleven assists and seven goals for a, yeah. um, not not even a side that were pushing for promotion. Really, I think they started off well, Blackburn, but they kind of tailed off, didn't they, towards the end? But he was yeah. also he was a big a fixture in that, wasn't he? Yeah, I did a chat with Stuart Downing. Um, would have been around sort of February March time, and I asked him about him. Better man, Stuart Downing, a left footed player who's played on the right and sort of you know would would, would have been someone who I think would have taken a, a particular keen interest in him. And he said, you know, just just. The amount of responsibility he takes within the team for a young lad, he comes in. He, he, you know, it's not like he's a 16, 17 year old lad. He's he's like a first teamer, plays at a great level. As I say, plays with 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 a game in mind. He doesn't he doesn't just do sort of head down and run down the line and and see what comes of it. You know, like 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 a lot of young players do, especially a lot of young attacking wide players. He he loves to connect. He loves to do the simple things. He loves to create and 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 get into space and. Yeah, I think he's got he's got a huge future. You know, I think I I know a lot of people at Liverpool who think he's he's definitely going to be a Liverpool first teamer. I know how hard it'll be for him to do that, but I when you hear people talk about him the way they do at Liverpool and outside, I don't think there's any doubt that he'll get chances to play for Liverpool's first team. Yeah, I think he's just got that. I mean, there's always been we've had a lot of false dawns at Liverpool, haven't we, over the years with certain players yeah. going, oh, this this player's going to make it, this player's going to make it, and ultimately they never. But with him, I think like you said. You can tell straight away that one, he's got the ability, but I think also he's got the mental strength to kind of not be phased by occasions. And obviously, coming into the squad, like Klopp gets to see what he's what he's learned, like you said. And I think he's got the mental capabilities to kind of just get on with that and kind of just yeah, not not be phased by anything. Which I think is for something of it, of, of someone of his age, is a is a huge asset, isn't it? To have that mental side of of, yeah. of, the, of the game. Most definitely, it's two years since he made well more than two years since he made his Premier League debut. You know, he's just he's he's eighteen, eighteen in April. You know, incredible sort of um, rise that he's had. But he's never to me, he's never looked like a sixteen or seventeen year old when I've seen him play. Obviously, you know, he's he attracts a bit of attention because he has his haircuts a little bit sort of out there, aren't he? And you know, you can tell he, he likes himself and he's got he's got confidence in him in, in himself. He's got a, a bit of a swagger about him. And the way he plays doesn't probably marry up to that. You know, he's quite—I think—he's quite a simple player. He doesn't—he doesn't do spectacular things necessarily all the time. But I think you know, you look at when you look at young players who come in and they do have ups and downs, and he will have ups and downs, obviously. But I think, like you say, I do think he does seem like he's got a pretty level temperament and character, and it does feel like you get a, a decent level of consistency out of him, even for someone who's a teenager still. Yeah, and I think I mean. Speaking about me playing footy for a minute, I mean, I'm ve- a very tenuous link that I've got recently is I played footy with a lad who um, plays for Blackburn under 23s. And I'm, I'm 31 now, and I played against him, and he's fucking unbelievable. This lad, Sam Burns, his name is. And I, I just asked him, I'm like, what, what, what did you get to train with him? How good is he? And he was saying he's just off the scale with how good he is. So just I think that just puts into comparison 
just how talented he is at, at such a young yeah. age. And I think it's it's crazy how good he can be. But I think it's we need to man, maintain those expectations. I mean, like you said, the news that he might stay, obviously that might change depending on what goes on. With obviously we're going to come on to transfers and whatever else in a bit, and what Klopp wants to do. But he he, he needs to show what he can can do first and foremost, doesn't he? To, to kind of yeah. to get into the team. Yeah, he does. And, I mean, he needs to get the chances to do that as well, which is obviously going to be difficult with, with the position he plays and the player who plays in that position and the fact that that player, Salah, is available for the whole of pre-season as well. You know, he's not, he's not going to get that sort of two weeks before he comes back from a tournament or whatever it may be. But Liverpool have got a big squad out there. They've got, you know, a few games lined up, mini games and then proper games. And I think there'll be more to follow. So, there's um there's going to be opportunities for him to get on the pitch and the way he plays I think will will certainly um in well it, it already has endeared him to Klopp and it will endear him to his teammates as well and I think he will he will find a, a place in that Liverpool squad whether it's this summer or next summer I think it's it's just a matter of time. Yeah, plenty of time. Like even if, like you said, even if he does go back on loan, what what it's not the end of the world. He's still he's got so much time as he to. To get involved, so that's the yeah, it's boss that even look forward to, to him and what he what he could be in the future. But I just wanted to ask you as well in regards to other contracts. Um, I mean, there's been, I mean, I don't know how reliable is the news on Twitter you read. You're like, is it true? Is it not about Fabinho and Allison maybe um, getting theirs sorted? Have you got any news? For us on maybe when they'll, they'll get their sorted out. No, not no news, but yeah, it's it's true. I mean, they they will they they'll have to. I mean, they've they signed 2018, so three years are coming up now, so they'll play five-year deals they'll be in the last two now so you will be looking at renewals the same goes for for Salah the same goes for Mane you know when you get into those those positions I think the more interesting ones come Van Dijk will be another one um the more interesting ones I think come with the likes of Cater Oxlade-Chamberlain and you, they're, in, they're in a similar boat aren't they you know and you're thinking you know I think I think they probably I think Cater certainly will sign a new contract personally but it's one of those where you maybe have to make a decision and you say, well, you know, is it time maybe to look and maybe move him on if he hasn't nailed down a place by the new year? <clears throat> um, can you justify giving a, 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 a pay rise, big new contract, five-year deal or whatever? But there's a lot of Liverpool players who, who are in that sort of boat at the moment where they're, they're in the, the, the last two, two and a half, three years of their contract. And that's when, you, that's when you see the movements. It wouldn't surprise me at all if you see a bit of a raft. If I think back to... Probably would have been 2019, I think, maybe. Would have been the RAF when, maybe 2018, when you just got a sort of load of them at once. We got Robertson, you got Alexander Arnold, you got Salamani, Firmino, I think Henderson signed a, a long contract as well. So I think you might see a little bit of that between now and Christmas, maybe, where you just see four or five first teamers, you know, penning new, t- new terms. No, that's Barcelona, because obviously that we want those players tied down. Obviously, they're getting. Unfortunately for us, they're all getting to the wrong side of thirty at the moment, yeah. aren't they? So it's it is ideal to get them penned down and obviously then look to the the future as well. And then obviously Harvey Elliott is going to be may, may come into that category in in, in, a, in a couple more years. But yeah, let's get stuck into the um, the preseason stuff. Then all all these uh, pitches on Twitter of like all the lads in, in training, like Van Dijk and Gomez and Matip, and it's been it's been honestly. So refreshing, hasn't it? After the after the Euros, and obviously Trent didn't go, and Hendo didn't play that much. It's just nice to see the the, the lads back in training, hasn't it? And and looking nice and refreshed and ready to go. Yeah, and then some pretty good gear as well, isn't it? Pretty, I like that. Uh, I like that training gear. It's, it's decent in it. So yeah, and and lovely backdrops and all that. So it's like I think I'm almost thinking Liverpool have gone there just for the the picture, the picture quality of you know the the uh, the mountain in the background and all that. But yeah, you're right. I mean, you look at. <laughs> 
eight centre backs fit and, and available for selection at the moment. You know, it's just we've never known anything like this, have we? And you, you think of um, you think of some of the times last season when it was people were scouring training pitches from Kirby and, and looking for one centre back that was going to play at the weekend. And now you've got the big man back. You've got Joe Gomez. I hope I know they're not necessarily back back to to. to you know, 100%, but they're not far off at all. They're joining in the sessions and they're, they're obviously very happy about that. Matter looks like he's pretty close or sounds like he's pretty close from what Klopp was saying. Then you've got Canate, who, you know, I've got a sneaky suspicion he's going to be a big favourite of the Liverpool fans. He looks like he's someone who is absolutely delighted to be at the club and I think he's going to he's gonna get a bit of a following and hopefully his performances will, will justify that. Um and then you've still got Nat, you've still got Reese, you've still got Billy Cometio, you've still got the lesser spotted Ben Davis as well in the in the squad. So yeah, it's been it's been good to see. It's always, you know, the Euros fills a gap, doesn't it? And but for Liverpool or for club fans, it doesn't it, it never really fills the gap. And you see you see now when the players come back, that's when you see the fans sort of starting to get that fresh excitement for it. Unless you're an Arsenal fan and you, you have to go and watch them play in, in Scotland and, and do what they do. <laughs> <laughs> which we saw last night but yeah for, from a Liverpool perspective I think there's a lot of optimism swirling around and you know that's only going to grow in the next few weeks when you get probably Jota Robertson Thiago obviously Henderson Allison, for me Firmino Fabinho later in the um in the in the summer probably probably going into August but there's a lot of uh, a lot of reasons to be uh, to be cheerful at the moment yeah, and I mean, obviously, Canate, he's just a, he's just a man mountain, isn't he? Like you said, the mountains in the background. I was like, is is, is Canate one of them? He's just he's massive, isn't he? Like there was a photo where he's he's tackling Simicast, and Simicast looks like he's like an under fourteen. So he's just a he's just a beast. That I honestly can't wait. And obviously, with the with the fixtures coming up, obviously we've got um, we've got FC FC Wacker on, or I'm probably absolutely butchering that name on um, next Tuesday. 20th, and yeah. uh, then we've got Mainz on 23rd of July, Friday next Friday, and then we've got Hertha on the 29th, uh, which yeah. is a Thursday. So there's there's plenty of games there. There's need to for for these lads to, to get a run out, and, and we can see what they're all about in in, in the first team. Yeah, I mean the the, the, the Wacker game, I think, and the it's Stuttgart isn't it the same day? They're playing two two half hour games, which will be interesting just to see sort of what the approach is. I guess that's I guess that's down to the fact that it's. It'll be a very intense training sort of week, and you'll 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 see tired legs. And I think Liverpool have done that in the past, where you've watched games. I think probably last year was an example. I'm pretty sure they played they played Stuttgart and Salzburg, and I think the Stuttgart game, Klopp sort of said they've done well. You know, some of those players have done well to get through an hour because they're absolutely smoked after the the week we've had with with the training. So yeah, I think the the big work will be done on the training field, and then we'll get chances to see how Canate settles in, how some of the, the younger lads step up. You know, it's a really great chance for some of those younger lads. You think of Kay Gordon and Musielowski and Connor Bradley, Owen Beck, who's another one who signed a new contract this week. You've got some of the, the lesser spotted, like I said, Ben Dave's got Loris Karius in the squad, incredibly. Um, Tewo Awanyi, obviously first chance he's ever had to, to train with the first team in six years in the making. Incredible. You've got Marco Gruitch still. So there's a lot of sort of points of interest I think in this squad not necessarily for the for, for the coming season but in terms of potential transfers or loans or even if it's just stepping up into the training group you know like the likes of Leighton Clarkson and Jake Kane have done in recent seasons um, it'll be interesting to see which ones sort of put themselves at the front of the queue Yeah I mean yeah there's loads I think we'll come on to them in a bit with the likes of Grouch and 
Carrius and the, like just seeing him back in a. I mean, that was a bit of a mad one, and I mean, it, it just feels like that's should have been severed a long time ago, in my opinion. Yeah. That one, but yeah, he's yeah, a bit of a mad one. But yeah, like you said, the Klopp confirmed. I think it was yesterday that Matt, that Matip is the closest out of Van Dijk, Gomez, and Trent to return to action. He, he also said that Van Dijk and Gomez will make a big step over the next three to four weeks. So, yeah. with that being said. Um, in your opinion, who do you think is the most realistic partnership for when we open up the Premier League season in 31 days' time? So, for the first game of the season, yeah. Um, yeah. I think we're looking at oh, Van Dijk and Gomez. Uh, Van Dijk, sorry, Van Dijk and Canate. Sorry, I was, I was completely... Van Dijk, Van Dijk and Canate, I think, would be my my guess, if you like. I think they'll, I think Van Dijk will get back. I think what Klopp meant by his big step is playing games. You know, I think he, I think that's what he means. I don't think it's sort of... They're obviously good enough to go training, but they don't want to load them too much. They don't want to have them in, you know, double sessions, like he, he mentioned. So the second session is a bit more of a... You know, probably, a, I imagine it'll be stretching or, or conditioning in terms of the, the muscles around the knee or the, the you know, the, the surrounding areas. Um, So I think, yeah, I think Van Dijk will be Personally, I think he'll be fifth for the, the start of the season, providing there's no obviously no setbacks. And I think the Liverpool will look to get Canati into the sides pretty early. Um, but Matip, yeah, Matip's a hard one. And Gomez is a hard one because they're such good players. And, and when they're when they're available, you think how could you not pick Joel Matip? But then I'm, we're talking about Joel being the closest to be returning, but he's also probably the closest to being injured again isn't he which is unfortunate for him it's just the way it's been so I think there's still a long way to go between that that first game of the season but yeah if you were asking me on the spot if everything went according to plan over the next month I would say it'd be Van Dijk and Canate Boss yeah because I mean I've got wrote down here maybe will it be Canate and Mata because I, I, I didn't I, I didn't obviously yeah, know yeah. Van Dijk. I mean, I mean, it all depends on how they, they train and everything is and how they react to yeah, injuries. Yeah. But they all look really like Van Dijk looks as fresh as anything, doesn't he? In training, so I think you just don't want to get ahead of yourself. Like I'm not, but then I'm also really excited to see him as well. The thing is, as well as you know, listen, out of those four, and Phillips, we'll, we'll put Phillips in the mix because he's he's done enough last season, I think, to show that if now Phillips has to start the first game of this season. I don't think there'll be too many people terrified of that, of that prospect, but whatever the combination is, it should be a good combination, whether it's Canate and Gomez, Canate and Matip, Matip and Gomez, Van Dijk and Gomez, you know, it, it will be two good centre-backs playing, hopefully anyway, providing, you know, famous last words, providing there isn't some some sort of absolute meltdown in the camp over the next month. Yeah, I know, Ho- hopefully not. Well, I think, I think last year was probably our, like five yeah. years worth of bad luck into one season, wasn't it? So I'm hoping fucking touch wood that that was the last of it. But yeah, Klopp also um, said that those featured uh, in the in the in the Euros and Copa America will be given three weeks off. So that's obviously Al- Alisson, Fabinho, Hendo, Thiago, and Bobby. So he said three weeks of so that. My calculations: they'll be back the week commencing August the second, which then gives them two weeks to get ready for for not for Norwich. Yeah. Yeah, well, some of them will be back before then, obviously, in terms of you know, like the ones who went out a bit earlier. So, Robertson went out, he's probably two weeks into his, or close to two weeks into his, his holiday, so I expect to see him soon enough. Shota uh, went out, was he last, was he quarterfinals, last 16, I think he went out, didn't he? Last 16, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we should be seeing them at, before the end of August, and then we'll see them, yeah. I think I think the ones, the ones who will be closest maybe will be, Closest to, to, to struggling will be the Brazilian lads, and obviously, I think Henderson. Probably the fact that he 
he's had so long out at the back end of last season. So he's done that base fitness work. He obviously didn't play. I think he played 150 odd minutes. I think in the Euro, so he wasn't he wasn't taxed the way that others were in, in those tournaments. So I think the Brazilian guys probably would be the ones that would be closest to being, you know, uh, or the last to return, if you like. But we've seen, I think, if I think back to a year before last, I'm pretty sure Mane came back to training on the Monday and Liverpool played on the Friday against Norwich first game and everything was on the bench. So I don't think, I don't think there's, there's a, that much of a risk of Klopp leaving people out because they haven't had that time. I think I think he, he backs their their general fitness and, and, and conditioning and um that he'll have them in and around the squad. But the good news is hopefully if everything goes again to plan, there isn't that need maybe to rush players into into you know into action. You've got should have options sufficient enough to uh, to cover and and maybe use them like we did with Mane a couple of seasons ago off the bench. Yeah, and I mean that's fed perfectly into me what I was just ne- going to say next. Obviously, you said about mine not really having a preseason. Um, well, I don't think he's really had a preseason for years, has he? It, it, it feels no, like no. he's just he's finished his international commitments, then he's back into the fold. So, then Klopp said mine has had five. He's had five weeks off. Uh, Salah's had seven. So it's that also is is exciting, isn't it, to see how good they're going to be after a, after a big break and they've had like a bit of time to rewind and. Relaxing, yeah. and then obviously that coupled in with the fact that restrictions are, are, are going to end next Monday, and there's going to be fans in the stadium from from the 19th onwards. Then that's like double whammy, isn't it? That these players are going to be fresh, and there's also going to be fans in the stadium to, to cheer them on. Definitely, definitely. And I think if you look back at the at last season, I think it's undeniable that I think players like Firmino in particular, I think, would be one suffered as a result of, of fans not being in the stadium. And you think of, you know, you think of Jota and Thiago, they haven't had it yet. They haven't had that experience. I know they had a couple of little in the middle of the season. I'm not, I'm yeah, Jota would have been there for the Wolves game, wouldn't he? I think when he he was there and before he got injured, Thiago had the last game of the season. Pretty much that was all he got to experience with, with fans inside stadiums and obviously um, Burnley away. But um, yeah, what a, what a, what a boost that'll be for those players to, to, to have that to come back. And like you say, with, with Salah and Mane, we're not used to having them at the first the first um, branch of pre-season, if you like. I, I think I was in America a few years back, I can remember, probably 2018. remember them joining up with the camp in the second part of that. I think I think it was in New Jersey and they, they came on as a sub in the second half of that of a game there. And that was that was where they start in the middle of you know in, in the middle of the friendly fixture. So they've got they're gonna get pretty much ten days of, of solid training. Base base level training, which is going to help them massively, and we know how good they are anyway. You know when they when they just hit the ground running, so it shouldn't it should only benefit those kind of players certainly. And then you look at you know Van Dijk, Gomez, Canate, Matip, all the all the centre backs there are, are there. There's not really going to be too much mixing and matching in that regards. You've got Trent, you've got Trent there. Robertson should be there in a in a t- you know time enough. So there's a good chunk of the first team there available for. What seventy five percent, eighty percent, or one hundred percent of the preseason campaign, which can only bode well, I think. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's it's it's exciting times, isn't it? When all those names you mentioned, and they're all getting at, at least a, a couple of weeks to kind of gel together, find out how, how each other work together, and obviously it gives Canati the biggest boost because he can work along all those first team defenders yeah. and kind of kind of strike up a partnership ready definitely. for that game against Norwich. That's definitely. even that's boss in itself. But um, talking about. Players that we've already got. I mean, I'm probably in the very small minority that don't really don't really like transfer rumors. I mean, I, I do read them, but I'm just like, 
I'd rather just react when <laughs> when they've actually signed and whatever. But I know it's a big part of footy these days. So I mean, I want to ask you about a couple of them. I think the biggest one recently is Sol Niguez, isn't it from? Uh, yeah. Atletico Madrid. I mean, that one's been floating around for what feels like months now. I mean, and obviously, I think they signed Rodrigo De Paul, didn't they, on on Monday? So yeah. That that already stoked the what was already a well, very, very well lit fire. What are you What are your thoughts on 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 that one? Yeah, look, I don't think he'll be joining Liverpool this summer. You know, say it there from from the word go. Famous again, famous last words. But no, I don't. I don't think he's going to be coming to Liverpool personally. I know a colleague of mine, Ruben Aria, wrote. I think today in goal or yesterday certainly that there's a good good chance that there could be a, some sort of swap deal in the offing with Barcelona for for Griezmann and you know Barcelona absolute mess at the moment aren't they and not nothing sort of gets you know nothing's ruled out where where they're concerned. Um, Sal's a great player, really really good player. Obviously we've seen him in the Champions League over the last few years. Played well against Liverpool, you know when he's when he's played um, in recent seasons. So. There's nothing, nothing at all against against him as a player. I, I just think it's not, it's not the type of deal Liverpool are looking to do this summer. It's a, you know, I think they'd be looking for a, probably a younger player. I think they'd be looking for a player who's will probably less established. Who's gonna, who's looking to build up a, type, a more Liverpool type sign. If you think about that, they sort of broke the mold last summer with with Thiago, and that was their big, big one that we don't usually see those type of signings from a top level club. Uh, you know, 28, 29, 30 year old player. I don't think they'll do it again with Saul. I think they'll they'll look to buy someone a bit younger, a bit sort of more of a project, if you like. Um, not that I'm not that I'm saying that's right. Not that I'm saying that's wrong. I'm just I think that's the way they'll go. Um, I have spoken to a few people around Liverpool around around Saul actually. Funny enough, and doesn't doesn't sound too promising for a, a Saul Niguez deal. So I wouldn't I wouldn't be getting his name on the back of my shirt. Put it that way at this time, but. I would be very excited if, if I was proven wrong, put it that way. But between the end of August, if, if, it, if it came to me, this clip being played back to me and showed for me knowing absolutely nothing about anything, I'd still be quite happy because I'd love to see him in a Liverpool shirt. I'd love to see him in the Premier League, full stop. Yeah, I think that's yeah, it's win-win, isn't it? If, it, if that does happen, then yeah, yeah. It, doesn't, it doesn't matter if you're wrong. That we've sounded, we've sounded yeah, happy, to be wrong. happy to be yeah, wrong. Yeah. Throw Mbappe and Haaland into the mix as well. Yeah, I've I've looked wrong about those two too as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's that's the thing. Isn't it? But I mean, there's a there's a few other names. I mean, yeah, that I've, I've got wrote down. So there's Yuri Tielemans, there's Renato Sanchez, there's Don yeah. Daniel Marlon. There's there's probably hundreds more that I haven't mentioned. But I was just going to ask you, out of all the ones that you've potentially seen, who do you think is could be the most likely as as a player that we could sign, like a project type player? Yeah, well, I think firstly, it's, it, I'd be amazed if Liverpool don't sign a, a midfielder and a forward. If if everything again, if everything goes the way it should go this this next few weeks, I think Liverpool will end the window with at least one midfielder and one forward. And I think that that should be the aim. And I'd be disappointed in in them if they didn't. Um, I don't think Renato Sanchez is one. Um, I spoke to someone sort of around around the club who's. Described it as a deal that doesn't make sense really on any level with the, the cost and the fact that it he doesn't go straight into the side and the sort of the profile of the player. I think he's a very good player, but I can sort of see where they're coming from on that one. I think Basuma from from Brighton would make more sense in in terms of the type of player. Maybe the the issue there would be the level and the the, the doubt over whether he could adapt to that level. And you know, I personally think he probably could. 
but you know it's Brighton to Liverpool is a, is a big jump so yeah I look at that and I think I could see that one happening pretty well Tillman's a great player by the way but I can't see that the cost of getting the player out of Leicester now we've seen with Maguire we've seen with the fees being banded around for Madison and whoever else I don't think I don't think Liverpool are going to be doing that deal this summer personally um in terms of forwards yeah Malam was one actually yeah that I, I wrote I wrote myself actually in it I did a sort of a, a bit of a data dive into strikers that could um sort of match up to Firmino if you like in terms of their their profile and Malam was was on that list quite high up the fee, the fee makes it attractive. I think in terms of the type of player he is, I know he's um, he's had a couple of well, a few really good seasons at PSV Eindhoven. I know Dortmund have been linked quite strongly, but I think there was a sort of suggestion from Germany that maybe that wasn't gonna gonna go as smoothly as they can. So I wouldn't, I w- it wouldn't be surprised me if someone like Don- Daniel Malam was was in the um, was in the mix. Um, yeah, so. I would go probably towards those those types of players. I think you can see the Liverpool players that that, that, that they're after. You know, Canate is a good example of it. He's twenty two. You know, he's not played massive amounts of football over the last few years. You know, I know I know he's played at a decent level. He's played in Europe. He's got potential to grow and to get better. And he's the fee is decent enough, um, but it's not well sort of level fee so I think and his wages are, are, are the same so I think you're looking at players like that to be honest you know Neuhaus would be another one I know he's been linked quite quite strongly with Liverpool um, at the start of the summer he'd be another one I think I wouldn't be at all surprised to see that 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 move being um, rekindled or, or move forward between now and the end of the window Yeah I think it's just uh, you, you get sometimes you get into like a black hole and on Twitter and you're like oh you, and you read so much stuff that you convince yourself that like an Mbappe is actually on the yeah. cards but it doesn't it doesn't fit like you said it doesn't fit the way that Liverpool do things I mean we, it could it could happen one day it could happen where they just go right fuck, fuck the model let's just let's just yeah. blow a hundred million on someone but it, yeah it's it's going to be like like you said a type of a, a Marlin or someone who, who can we can kind of mould into what we need for the future for future um, the projects and I think the other, the other thing to say is I know I, I completely understand the the desire and the and the impatience in some quarters for signings you want signs and when you see United signing Sancho then it's almost like well we want one for ourselves and of course that happens but you have to remember you know there's there's still People talk about replacing one album. Well, Thiago has had half a season at Liverpool and was signed pretty much. I'm pretty sure Thiago, part of the reason for them, you know, deciding to change tack with Thiago was because of one album situation and a, a, a reconfiguration of the midfield. And ideally, I think the first choice midfield next season will be Fabinho, Henderson, and Thiago in in that three. So there is there is that scope for that the team to change. There's still Jota who was brought in a pretty pretty decent outlay and. Uh, proved to be a good sign, but I think the the thing to remember is apart from really, if you look at it, probably Minamino would be the only the only one you could pick the bones out of Cater. There haven't been too many failures, so when Liverpool do get a player, you might not you might not look at it and go, oh, that was the one I would have chosen. But they tend to get it right. I know Simakas probably another one that you're waiting to see what he's going to be like. But there's plenty of reasons to be faith to have faith in Liverpool's transfers. Um, certainly the type of players that they want to sign anyway. Yeah, well, I mean. I asked that if anyone they wanted to ask you any questions, and Yuki obviously you just mentioned Minamino. But what are your thoughts on on, on Taki then? And do you think that if the right offer comes in for him, that he will that that he will that he will leave the summer? Um, 
Yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean, if it, I don't think the right offer will come in. Personally, I don't. I don't see anyone paying sort of fifteen, twenty million pounds for Minamino. Just, just because of he hasn't really, hasn't really done anything since he left Salzburg. As you know, he's played. He played what scored one Premier League goal for Liverpool. He had a half decent few games for Southampton, but he hasn't really. You know, Liverpool's thought when they signed him was that he was probably worth three three times what they paid, which is you know twenty million plus. I don't think he's shown that that he is. You know, I think he's got potential. I think he's got ability about him that I quite like. So I think probably it's in Liverpool's best interest to keep him around the squad and, and to, to use him because he can play a few different positions. He seems to have a good attitude about him. He doesn't seem to be sort of high maintenance or you know that kind of thing. So I don't, I don't see. A problem with Liverpool keeping around the squad, but again, you know everything can change. On you get you get a club that suddenly just, you know, they really really want this guy and they they want to put the money on the table. They've got some money from selling a player or whatever it may be, or you get Liverpool suddenly land a target that they didn't think they were going to get, and then you've got they've got this guy and you think you know what we need to get him out the door. So things can change, but I would I wouldn't be surprised if Minamino was still at Liverpool. Come the end of the transfer window, I think there's, I think there's still probably a little bit of a desire from people within the club to just see is there more in there for them. You know, I'm, I have my doubts over whether there is, but I think he hasn't had that much of a chance. I don't think you know he had he had a year at the club pretty much, which what about eight months of it was in lockdown, you know, six months of it, seven, well, more than that, what. Nine months of it was without supporters. You know, he was he was not starting games. He was coming on the League Cup games and that kind of thing. Liverpool were were at the very top. They were at the very peak. So he joined the club that was they were winning every single game. Then he's playing in League Cup games and they're getting beat. And all of a sudden, the stats coming out that all oh, Minamino's made four starts and they've only won one of them and all those kind of things. So he was. There's a lot of circumstances I think that feed into the fact that he probably hasn't had a fair enough crack of the whip yet. Yeah, and I think, I mean, Klopp, I think it was on today on the official website, Klopp said that um, if someone wants to leave, they can come and tell me about it and I'll have a think about it. Nobody's came so far, so obviously no rush from the players' side. And he went on to say that the market's really calm at the moment and let's see what happens, but in yeah. the moment, everybody has a chance to impress me and I hope they do. And that's that's just the Klopp way, isn't it? Like, if someone wants to come in and, and if, like Harvey Elliott and a, a Minamino been out on loan, want to come back in and forge their way into the team... He's not going to be a type of person just to kind of view that negatively. He 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 actively encourages that, doesn't he? To kind of come come in and prove me wrong and and, and come in and save me money, which I think is another gripe that Liverpool fans has that oh he's he's saying it in that way because he doesn't he's got no hopes of signing one people and he wants to kind of g up the players that he's got to make them into more of a squad player than than making a big outlay to get someone else in. I think that's but that's Klopp is all over, isn't it? He wants to make yeah. the most of his squad. Yeah, I mean, that's one of his famous sayings that he's repeated many, many times in press conferences. I prefer training to transfers. He always says that, doesn't he? You know, internal, internal transfers. He talks about quite a lot and promoting players from the youth team or bringing players back off loan. And listen, it's it's the proofs in the pudding. Really, he doesn't generally bring players back from loan and then give them a, a chance. Nat Phillips is probably the one. Maybe Reese Williams was a lot younger than that when he went on loan. But yeah, Nat Phillips is probably the only one, isn't he? I can think of him. You might you might prove me wrong on this, but I'm sure he's the only one who's played many many games for Liverpool, having having been out on loan the previous year or having looked like he was on his way out the door. Generally, if you go on loan, it's the first step towards getting you out of the door permanently. Um, but you know these are 
times have changed. And you look at that England squad. I, I was I was having a chat with this about, about someone recently. You look at that England squad and how many how many of those players had had loan spells somewhere early in the career. You know, Harry Kane being probably the best example, but Pickford went everywhere. Uh, Harry Maguire played lower leagues. You've got Trippier had been on loan. Kyle Walker. So so many of those players had 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 to go and you know step down to step back up and. I think there's still opportunities for some of those Liverpool players. I'm not sure many of them will, but I think Elliot will probably be one who might break the mould in that regard. Phillips already has. Um, you never know, maybe Minamino, maybe he might. Yeah, I mean, well, we'd all be made up, wouldn't we, if he, if he did go and prove his own. Remember how... I mean, that, I think I think that's another thing to say about, you know, fans of transfers, or sorry, I say fans of transfers, fans and transfers. Do you remember how exciting it was when Minamino was signing for Liverpool? Because we'd watched them play for Salzburg. And I mean, I remember the 4 3 game and people coming away saying, Who was that guy, you know, playing for them? I mean, it was him, it was, it was him, Holland, and, and um, Huang who ended up going to Leipzig. And it was those three, wow, these, these players are unbelievable, you know. Like, and then you find out, oh, we're getting them for seven million. And then almost because he didn't hit the ground running straight away, it becomes a, just, a, oh, that was just a cheap sort of cheap pickup, you know, like a no mark signing. But really, you know, could. In a different circumstance, if he if he comes in and sort of just just has a real good, you know, start to his Liverpool career, that's all of a sudden become this incredible sort of picked um, purchase. Um, so there's still enough. I think there's still a bit of potential in there. I'm I'm not 100 convinced he becomes a, a star for Liverpool or even a, a regular starter. But I think it's probably a little bit premature to say he never will because I think I think the chances he's had have been in difficult circumstances. Yeah, I mean, yeah, perfectly said. I think he's had no fans in stadiums. It's, I think, when you think of Liverpool, you do th- you do think of playing in front of the cop and, and having a full full stadium and that twelfth yeah. man support. And he, he hasn't had the opportunity to have that yet. And obviously, then he was sent out on loan, so it's he yeah. could come back and be a different player, couldn't he? That's the first thing the, the club website will do when they do an interview with a new player. The last question probably is usually. Have you got a message to Liverpool supporters? And they usually say, I can't wait to be out there and here. You'll never walk alone and stand out at Anfield. It's going to be a special moment for me. They also want that. Well, these new signings, Simicas, Jota, um, Thiago, you know, even some of the younger lads, they haven't really had, to, had the chance to experience that. So the more they, or the sooner they do, the better. Yeah, definitely. But um, Neil, I just want to ask you about, about some of the other, obviously, um, the club saying that we, no one's came to him yet asking them to leave, but there is a few question marks over the likes of Divock Origi and um, Jadon Shaqiri, Harry Wilson, and Grouch as well. You touched on before. Um, what What are your th- thoughts on, on on those four players and any of the other ones that might be leaving? Who, who do you think is is mo- most likely to leave in, in the coming weeks? Uh, Wilson, Grouch, pretty much hundred percent will be leaving. I think I'd, I'd, I'd be amazed if if either of those two are in in and around the Liverpool squad. You know, by the end of the window, I would expect. If you were asking me, I'd say one of the three, Minamino, Origi, and Shakiri, will leave. I don't think all three will. Maybe two, but I think that would depend on a, on a very good offer. Personally, I think Origi needs to leave. I think for him and for the club as well. I think you need to that 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 needs severing and just sort of thank you for everything and away you go and go and enjoy your career. You know, he's he's pretty much had what. I know he's had those incredible moments in the 18-19 season. He had a few 19-20s. He's, he's picked up his medals, but he's pretty much had 
three seasons there where he's he's not really started games, he's not really played games, and for, for the age that he is and for the quality that he's got, and he's a very good forward. Devokariga, you know, it's easy to forget because we see him for fifteen minutes in games when we're when we're chasing games, or we see him playing in a much changed team in the in the league cup, and he doesn't look like you know Bobby Firmino or Salah or whoever, but. He's a very good player, and I think it's time that he went and showed just how good he can be as, as you know, a starter, a regular starter somewhere else. He's not going to get that chance at Liverpool. He knows he's not. There were times last season when Liverpool didn't even turn to him when when they were they were struggling to to you know put put a win together. So I don't think he's um I don't think he's necessarily going to get more chances next season. I think. Possibly the only thing that might count in his favour is the Afcon and the and the the situation there with Salah and Mane. But even that's diluted a little bit by it won't it won't be as quite as damaging because of the winter break and the way things work out. So yeah, I think I think Origi's pretty likely to leave, and I think he might be the one that has the, the greatest um well the greatest market if you like in terms of clubs interested. I think there will there will be people who who take the Origi certainly Shakiri. A tough one, isn't it? I really like Shakiri. I think he's a very good player. And then you look and you sort of say, well, Elliot, we've been talking about Elliot earlier in the show. He's, they're probably going for the same place in the squad, really, aren't they? And Elliot's younger and, you know, potentially a bit fresher. Um, and then, yeah, you've got, I mean, Nico Williams is another one, isn't he? We didn't mention him, but he, there were a lot of suggestions. And I think Liverpool would be willing to sell him this summer, which surprised me a little bit. But maybe they see as a money raising option. Um, he might be one as well that you keep your eye on to see whether he gets himself a move before the end of the window. And then there's Nat. Um, I think he'll have he'll have offers as well over the summer. I think there'll be Premier League clubs coming in and making offers for Nat Phillips. So there's yeah, there's probably five or six certain well, four or five certainties and two or three probables, I think, from the from the Liverpool squad. And you know, we we the, the certainties are the likes of Ojo, Wilson, Gruwich. Carius, um, probably a one yeet as well would would be in that mix. The the probables are probably Arigi, Shikiri, Williams, Philip. Yeah, I mean, obviously Carius as well. I mean, I haven't got this one down, but since we mentioned them, um, there's been a bit of a I wouldn't say a clamouring on Twitter. That I think it was just people trying to generate a bit of a debate around around obviously seeing them in training again and seeing them with the uh, the other keepers. But yeah, he's he's definitely. There's people saying he needs to stay and be integrated back into the squad, and I'm just like, there's absolutely no, no there's absolutely no need or no way for that, is there? No, no, there isn't. I mean, he was the, he was there last summer. People forget that, you know, he was in the, he was he, he was in Salzburg last summer with the with the squad and trained and was was pictured, and I'm pretty sure the same debate was probably reopened again. He went to Union Berlin on loan, which was seen as a, a perfect move. He's he's got girlfriend's family from Berlin and it looked like it was going to be the sort of you know if you were box ticking you'd say oh perfect you know not great not massive expectations a decent crowd sort of in that nice nice club you know um play a certain way you know have a have a decent sort of um atmosphere around around the club and he barely played he played four Bundesliga games he was left out of a 34 year old Played ahead of them the whole season. They did really well without him. You know, they qualified for the um, for the Conference League. I think they, they they qualified for the new the new Conference League. You know, and he's come back and he's got a year left on his contract. And Liverpool are just trying to well, he and Liverpool are just trying to find somewhere for him to go. And it's it's sad. It's it is sad because he will always be defined by that one game. And it's I, I you know, listen, 
whatever you do in, in life, whatever whatever job you do, if you were defined by the worst moments of your work and life, if that if you if that was what everyone remembers you for, it's not nice, is it? And and you know, there will never be there's no there's no surprise that Liverpool don't post pictures of him. Do the Liverpool don't post a picture saying, Oh, welcome back, Loris, because they know what will come underneath, they know what will be said. He doesn't really post too much. It's not like he's saying, Right, back to work, you know, here we go, red men and that kind of stuff, because he knows what's gonna come. And it's sad, but from his perspective, from Liverpool's perspective, it, it, like I think you said at the top of the show, it probably should have ended before now. I think it absolutely will end this summer one way or the other. I mean, whether he gets loaned out for the last year of his contract or whether he gets a permanent move um, remains to be seen. But I think he, he needs it. Liverpool needs it. And yeah, I, I would probably not, um, I'd not start thinking about that idea of him being in the squad because it's not going to happen. Yeah, I mean, it, like you said, it is a shame the way that he is going to be remembered. For, for the, I mean, unless he goes to another big club and does good things there, then he's always yeah. going to be defined by that horrible moment where I mean, we all had big hopes for him. So it's not like it, it's not like he was faced with animosity from the offset. We all had high hopes that he was going to come in and be a good keeper for us. But it just, yeah, just mentally probably weren't as, as strong as you need a, a Liverpool goalie to be at the time, which which is unfortunate, isn't it? And just, I mean, just think. I always think about this with. Probably had too much expectation as well because if you think about Allison was seventy million and came in and so you can have that expectation. Carius was four million pounds from Mainz. You know he he he'd done he'd done nothing in his career in 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 the, in the, the top level sense. You know he was a, he was a gamble from Liverpool. He was sort of we think he's a good keeper. Let's see how good he can be. So it wasn't like Liverpool were expecting him or we should have should have been expecting him to be the world's best goalkeeper. But obviously you know he he was sort of okay and average and then and then he had that the moments in Kiev or the two moments in Kiev which sadly will always define him whatever the reason behind it and you can you, know, you look at the reaction to the story that came out after it about about the concussion and there wasn't a great deal of sympathy I'd say from from Liverpool or outside of Liverpool um which is a bit sad to to to, to sort of to reflect on but it does say a little bit about where his career is at with Liverpool, he, he doesn't have one, unfortunately, and he, he didn't have one pretty much from from that that day in Kiev, and certainly not from the the second game back back with Tramir when it, it it was it became clear from that game really that I don't think his mind was was going to get back onto it to the level that Liverpool needed and a break was needed. Yeah, it is. It's very unfortunate. But um, Neil, one more before before we uh, I'll let you go is I mean we took we've touched on Ben Davis, but I mean. There's obviously Nath Phillips is going to get loads of offers for how good he was the back end of last year. He was absolutely unbelievable, yeah. to be honest with any. But Ben Davis hasn't had an opportunity, and obviously we, t- we touched on earlier about the the, the uh, upcoming friendly games. Do you expect him to be involved in them at all? Yeah, uh, surely, surely. I mean, to be honest, I spoke to people at the back end of last season, and you know, it's funny. It's funny how you how things work out because. There was a lot of a lot of conversations I had with people and different people as well who said, you know, he's he's close, Ben Davis, he's close, you know, and there's, there's a sort of I wouldn't say there was a clamour, but there was a, a suggestion that you know what, he might be this this might be the right time to, to give him his go. And he, whatever for whatever reason, I mean yeah, I think he had an illness at one stage, he had a, a, a calf problem, I think, that, that that recurred a couple of times. So that stopped him from basically being in the squad a couple of times when he might have he might well have started, never mind being in the squad. So I think it, by the time he sort of got himself to a position where he was ready, 
Kabak was 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 settled, and then obviously Reese Williams was came in towards the back end. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him get a, a good good chance. You know, let's let's say the thirty minute games. Let's let's assume Van Dijk and Gomez don't play in those thirty minute games. Was that next Tuesday? Is it? I think it is. Um, you know, let's assume they don't play in those games. Okay, Ben Davis. Yeah, I, I would. I wouldn't be surprised to see him play one of them. Let's let's say. Let, wouldn't be surprised to see him get half an hour in the in the first friendly off the bench. You know, when there's a lot of changes, and he deserves it, doesn't he? Because he's he's walked. You know, he's he's left his boyhood club, um, in the middle of the season when they were doing okay. I know they didn't detail off quite a bit, but he's left his club. He's had this dream move, this great story that everyone's talked about. He had this good wave of goodwill from all his former teammates and coaches who we spoke to and said, "Oh, he's a great lad and he's going to do this." And then everyone sort of because Liverpool do well without him, he becomes this sort of figure of fun that, like, oh, Ben Davis is you know he's he's just sort of there as a, a cheerleader or whatever it may be, but. He obviously can play football. He can obviously play to a level. So let's see what it's about this preseason, and if he can stay fit and keep himself training well and keep himself, you know, focused and doing all the right things, which I'm pretty sure he does because I've heard that he's a, a pretty good lad around the place. He's not a, he's not some sort of you know ego knocking around. And let's see what he can do in a friendly game, and that's what preseason's for, isn't it? To, to to give people chances, and whether it's whether it's a shot window or whether it's a little bit of a, a window into getting into Liverpool squad. I hope he gets his opportunity. Yeah, I think it's just we, we want to just see him play, don't we? Like you said, if he like last year he had like you said he had a few issues where he was close and it didn't happen, whatever. But we just want to see him pull on the shirt and just see what what he's like because I don't think well most of us don't know. I mean, unless you're watching Preston or whatever else, you won't, you won't know what what he's about. And I mean, there's a lot of Preston fans that I seen on Twitter that were saying he's a good player and whatever, and he'll do well at a. At a at a higher club, but he just doesn't have that opportunity. And when he gets that opportunity, then he might. I mean, there's a lot of centre backs now, so it's going to be difficult for him to forge his way in, into that reckoning. But if he wants to be stick around and be a squad player for, for the cup for the cup tournaments, then he's if he can prove in this preseason he's good enough. Then it's, that's all the more better for us, isn't it? Yeah, and he's a he's a left footer. He's, he's he's got a lot of league experience under his belt. He's a good passer of the ball, play ball playing centre back at Championship level certainly and football league level. So you know. Can be something a bit different. You've got you got to give a bit of balance, you know, with having a left-sided centre back. I've heard he has played at left back. I probably don't expect him to play at left back for Liverpool, but in an emergency. So yeah, th- th- there are some upsides to him. Obviously, he's not. I'm guessing he's not on mega money. He's not sort of you know one of those who's going to be knocking on Klopp's door saying, "Listen, what what is going on here? You know, what's how's this Virgil fella playing instead of me?" But I think. You know, there's an upside to him that we haven't seen yet, and I would like, at the very least, listen. I'm pretty sure he'd say the same. If he's going to fail at Liverpool, at least put it on his shoulders and have it that you know you look, you had your chance, you just weren't at the level. So you know, shake hands and off you go, rather than it just being this sort of what if, what if, what if, and you know, I never got a chance. I never, never got to even put a Liverpool shirt on. I think he'd like to have the opportunity at least to to dig his own grave rather than have it dug for him. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But Neil, yeah, that's that's been boss. Thanks so much for jumping on. We'll leave it there, and I'll let, I'll let you crack on with your day. But thanks again for uh, for your time. It's been I, I love that. Uh, yeah, thanks again for for Neil jumping on. Nice one to everyone for for watching. Drop us a like on the video um, and give us a little comment about your thoughts on who we should sign and how good Virgil looked in his in his kit and on the on the bike with Mo and whatever else. And um, if you haven't subscribed already, please go and do that. We're, I think we're like 30 off our first big milestone, which is 1,000 subscribers. So 
that's yeah. I mean, it's not massive, but that's pretty good. We only started last year, so if you could give us a subscribe, that'd be um, boss. Uh, yeah, nice one, everyone. Thanks again to Neil, and uh, we'll see you all in a bit. Sports Social Podcast Network.